Yes, I very much hate the Spurs. Me but too. I respect the Spurs. I respect Pop. I'm just ready for him to go away. All right, so today, or I'm sorry, last night, uh, Popovich won his, I have the stats all listed out here today, so if you hear papers rustling, Greg Popovich has now become the fourth winningest coach in NBA history. And he I now... Mean, he should be. He's been there like 30 years. Uh, he's only been there uh, 20. He's now got 1,211 wins. He just passed Pat Riley for fourth all time. So I'm going to give you some stats that will make you think that Greg Popovich is the greatest coach of all time. And then I'm going to dispute those facts. So Greg Popovich is the fastest coach to 1,200 wins of all time. Five titles and six tries. Uh, Six more road wins. And then he'll have 521 and he'll be number one of all time. Remember the, the, the rodeo road trips that take every year. They always do pretty well in those. All right. And so he's also the coach with the most wins with mo- with one franchise. Phil Jackson and all them have or with two franchises, him and Pat Riley. Um, 21 years in a row they've made the playoffs. I knew it was since a lot. I didn't since know his first that. year. His first year was the year that David Robinson got hurt, and then they drafted Tim Duncan. 18 straight years with 50 win seasons. From 1999 until 2000, until the year before last, because last year they only won like 46. 19 total 50 win seasons. He missed the playoffs his first year. He's never missed it since. He's won 60 games six times. Ten times he's been to the conference finals. He's lost in the first round five times, so 16 times he's advanced past the first round. His playoff record is 167 and 110. For a 60% winning clip. See, all those stats, yes, they're amazing as they are. But even to me, even hearing all that, I still don't think he... I mean, is he top five? Yes. Possibly, most likely top three. Oh, he's definitely top three. I wouldn't say he's the best, though. It's him. To me, there's the top four. It's Phil Jackson, and then it's everybody else. It's Phil Jackson, Red Arabach. Pat Riley and Greg Popovich in whatever order. Now, I'm glad you said that. Let me give you some Phil Jackson stats. Phil Jackson has 1,155 wins, 11 championships, been to the finals 13 times. He's 229 and 104 in the playoffs, which means Greg Popovich has one more playoff games than LeBron James has played in. And mind you, LeBron James is number one in playoff that's games. Fr- that's freaking insane. No, no, no. I know, I know you're not a LeBron fan, but LeBron's number one in playoff games. Mm-hmm. Or he, he's one or two. He's close. I mean, there's a couple of dudes that played a bunch of games. Um, Phil Jackson never missed the playoffs his entire career. Do you know how many times Phil Jackson lost in the first round? Not many. Twice. Yeah. The Kobe. The Kobe years without Shaq. Yeah, I figured. I figured it wasn't gonna be. Hold better. on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's gonna get better. Phil Jackson has been in the conference finals 14 times. He has advanced past the first round 18 times. He's made the playoffs all 20 of his years. Oh, and by the way, Phil Jackson has a 70% winning percentage in the regular season, and he also is a 68% winning clip in the playoffs. Now. We're going to put all those stats aside, and here's what people are going to argue. What Pop supporter, and and listen, I love Pop and Phil. I think they're both great. What, and and mind you, Pop beat them in 2003. Lakers won a Mm three-peat, and then San Antonio beat them, and that's when they beat... I want to say it was the Nets. They beat somebody in, in the playoffs in 2003 for their second title. Hmm. Here's my thing. Phil has two three-peats. So that's six rings. And then he... No, no, I'm sorry. Phil has three three-peats. He has two with the Bulls, one with the Lakers. Yeah. And then he won two out of... And then they lost one, and then he won two out of three when he was back with Kobe and Gasol and them. The Spurs have never won titles in back-to-back years. In fact, the Spurs have only been to 
the NBA Finals two years in a row once, and that was the LeBron years, where they lost the first one with the Ray Allen shot, and then LeBron drops 38 in Game 7, and then they decimate Miami the next year. <laughs> so, here's my problem, because uh, Amin Alassane, who I, I really love on ESPN, I think he's got a lot of dope opinions, but he's saying Pop's the greatest ever. No. Be, now, mind you, Phil Jackson... I'm going to make an argument here. Phil Jackson had breaks in his title runs, right? Because he coached the Bulls to three, Jordan left, and then Jordan came back, and then Phil left, and then Phil jumped to the Lakers, won three, and then left for a year, came back, and then won a couple more with Kobe. And then the last time we saw Phil coaching on the sidelines was Wait, Lamar Odom and Andrew Bynum getting ejected against the Mavericks. Wasn't wasn't all of those rings I'm, that the Lakers won with Bill, though? Yes. Yeah, that's what all, I was thinking. He's got five with the Lakers and six with the Bulls. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that they were all with Bill under, oh, oh, under, yeah, yeah. The, under the roof. 11 of the Lakers championships, I'm sorry, 10 of the Lakers championships are Phil Jackson and Pat Riley. Mm-hmm. And so, listen, I think Greg Popovich is the greatest coach in this era. Mm -hmm. Where you can take a team to the playoffs 19 years in a row. He won 50 games 18 years in a row. I mean, that should not be discredited. Do you know that your Dallas Mavericks are the ones that ended the Phil Jackson dynasty? Mm -hmm. When y'all beat LeBron. And we were the ones that put... And y'all swept them. And we're the ones that put an L on the suit on the the only team to beat the suit quote quote super team, Miami team. No, San Antonio beat them. No, I'm talking about in the in the actual series. No, remember San Antonio beat them in 2014 because y'all beat them. They beat the Thunder. I they beat the Spurs, I, and then I Dwayne thought, Wade's knees went out. LeBron, LeBron's been the, in the last thought, eight I finals. That, I thought the Spurs. Beat him whenever it was the, whenever it was with the Cavs. He did, but remember they went back to back, and LeBron won. The Ray Allen shot was in 2013. Yeah. The next year, remember when the air conditioning went out? That's right. Okay. And then D- Dwayne Wade was trash, and LeBron averaged like 35, and they're like, oh, that was a series that propelled LeBron James to go back to Cleveland. Did you? see anything about the LeBron D. Wade game. No, I didn't pay attention. It was cool. I mean, Dwayne Wade didn't play much in the first half. What I did hear about was the snippet of uh, about something about he would have went to New York or something or something. I don't know. Oh, uh, LeBron said it was either here or the garden is yeah, what he said. Yeah, That's and so, what I heard. But what it really was is Dwayne Wade has every right to hold a grudge against LeBron for how he left Miami. Because what people fail to realize, and I brought this up on my show last night on 12 Bound Sports Radio, TuneIn Radio, Book Like a Pro, all that, Jeff. You want me to do the drops? Give me some drops. What happened is, is Dwayne Wade was did not know LeBron was going to leave, and so he opted out of his contract. And that's when he went to the Bulls and got like $7 million. So LeBron cost D. Wade like $20 million. Mm-hmm. If you saw them on the court on Monday, them dudes love each other. Like, Bamani was talking about, like, that's a friendship that's beyond basketball. Like, when it comes to fam- fathering kids and anything. But anyways, I have a strict schedule that I got to keep to. And so, now we're going to move over into college football expansion. What are your thoughts on college football expansion? Right now, Specify. Specify. So right now we we went from the BCS where we had basically a national championship game, and now we have four teams. Okay, you're talking about the playoff expansion. Yes, the college football playoff expansion. Gotcha. I think. Okay, we're at what six right now? Four. 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 Six. Four. Where the hell are you know. been? I don't know. I was thinking. I was thinking <laughs> six. I don't know why. We're at four right now. I think you. What you do. You don't make a drastic hop from four to say eight or whatever. You go four, and then then you go six, and then you go so, so and then, then, then you go eight. Yeah, 
I mean, then you first you just go go four, six, eight, and as it and if it keeps wanting looking good and it looks like a good system to use with that playoff with with these expanding of teams, then when you get it up to eight, oh, that's when I would say when you get it up to eight, you still have people wanting to put more in there, and it's like universally accepted that they want it that way. That's when you make the hop and put more, even more teams in. Can I make an argument for sixteen? And I'll tell you why. That's what I'm every saying. Every other oh, division and every other division in college sports has sixteen. That's what I'm saying, though. That's like I wouldn't. But the conference is not as equal would, in Division One. I. I wouldn't put sixteen in the in a, in a, in the uh, football playoffs yet because I'm not sure it's. I don't think it's set up right for that yet. Like with 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 all these college, like you have to when you're doing sixteen teams in a playoff, you're gonna have to cut down some of the the amount of games in in the regular season. You're gonna have to cut out your conference championship games. Like what a about, lot of that's gonna have to get cut down. So that's gonna take a lot more process than to just put more teams in. Can I make an argument? Can I make an argument that... So, we'll use the SEC for an example. They play eight conference games. Oh, you can bet. You can bet that the SEC is going to fight taking away that conference championship. If there's anybody that's going to fight taking away a conference championship, it's the SEC. But here's the thing. I think you can still play the conference championship game. Here's why they'll never do it. But you know what, though? Sorry, I don't mean to keep interrupting you. If there is one conference that really should raise hell about not losing their conference championship it would be the big 12 not the big 12 the big 10 because how is it that the big 10 always sneaks into the playoff because they're conference champions they did in the past two years but when they did here's my thing i want to keep the conference championship i want to get rid of alabama versus citadel now, I know these little schools make the money, and I'm not against that. But if the NCAA really wants a really playoff system, and here's the problem. This is why they'll never do it, Dave. They won't do it because it'll mess up the record books. College football has been 11 or 12 games for the past 70 years. So now, if the smart thing would do for competition purposes, every conference plays a nine-game schedule. And a conference championship, that's 10 games. You have a bye in the middle, you have a bye at the end, you have a conference championship, you have another bye, you have four rounds of the playoffs. We can still do the national championship right after New Year's. Makes too much sense. And this is not my shout out to the little conference guys because I don't think UCF would win a national championship in a 16-team tournament. I don't think that at all. I think they might win a game because they would catch somebody slipping. What happens is the regular season means so much that as soon as a team like Auburn or a team like Michigan State loses two games, they they don't really have much to play for except for a good bowl game. That's the thing. If with this playoff, if they've proven anything, it's if you lose two games, you're basically dead in the water as it is sit right now. Yeah. Now, if they expand it. Once, once they do, and it's just a matter of when, not if. Yeah. Once they do, then you might can get away with having a two-loss team in it because with it being more expanded, there ain't gonna be eight teams that go undefeated, or there ain't gonna there ain't gonna be eight teams that go undefeated or only lose one game, like. You might have in a good year. In a good year, you might have four, have four tops. But most of the time, you know, it's going to be an SEC team. It's going to be an SEC team that's up there. And in the SEC, unless you're Bama, you're going to have at least one loss because somebody's going to knock you off. Let me make another point that could be a problem with this expanded playoff system. So you know that. They're going to make the parameters be that every conference champion gets in. Right? Let's say we go to it eight. It should be that way. But let's say we go to eight. Let's say you have a Pac-12 or an ACC champion that has four losses. 
and that's I mean they would then they would automatically go to the lowest seed. But you could leave out. It's okay. It's there's, like, there's it's, always going to be flaws. It's like it's a lot like with basketball. If you if you are are a like conference champion that just happen to make a good run or something in a conference tournament, then you, you usually are going to probably be a 14 to a 16 seed. You're talking about like basketball. Yes. Like if you're a team that's just not that great but won your conference, then you should be the, the lowest seed. Now, I think that every – if you – with that way, it's going to be set up. If you're going to set it up as every conference championship, every conference champion gets in, then the lowest conference champion should be the lowest seed, unless unless they surpass one of the other teams that get in that weren't conference champions. Absolutely. Sorry, I'm out here trying to tweet to the people and everything. We are sitting on three minutes left on this topic. Here's... Because this year was interesting. And people are going to hate me for saying this. I think Georgia's a better football team than Oklahoma is. Yeah. Now, they have two losses, and they do not deserve by the fact that they lost. Here was the one that I was thinking it should have been. And it ain't even Oklahoma. It's, I felt like it should have been Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Georgia. I don't think Notre Dame, I, yes, they're undefeated, but I don't think Notre Dame should have been there. Why do you say that? I'm, I'm, they I'm, didn't, I'm not saying they don't. Like they, like, they didn't play anybody. They beat Michigan, first game of the year. Then who'd they play? Exactly my point. <laughs> I think they beat Pitt. <laughs> like, exactly my point. Like... They they've had it's just like the way Ohio State gets in every year. They play play Michigan or they play Michigan. I hate Ohio State. They play Ohio Michigan. State they plays play in and a beat, tougher division in their conference. Though they get credit because they beat Michigan when they beat them and Penn State and, and Ohio State. They beat they beat Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State every year for the last like ten years. Like they're like if you look at the way the Big Ten is set up, and trust me. I am the la- I'm from Ohio, right? I hate Ohio State. I said this with Ian like the other day. I am not one of these dudes that rides for Ohio State. And but listen, they this is the problem with the college football setup. The conferences and even the divisions are equal. The what's the tougher division in the SEC? The West, right? Yeah. So when when, when Wisconsin wins the other division in the Big Ten. Some years they don't even play Ohio State. It's like Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois, Indiana, and Purdue. And then like one other freaking team that I don't even know what division they're in. Yeah, Notre Dame beat Pitt Pitt by five. UCF destroyed Pittsburgh. I think UCF this year. Now, I'm not saying UCF should be in, but but, but when they beat the crap out of Pittsburgh and... Notre Dame, who's undefeated, barely beats them. What does that tell you? Would you see all games are not equal though? Would UCF have been in the playoff this year if it was eight teams? No. Well, maybe. Do you think that committee? Because here's the problem: we have a biased they committee. They don't play anybody. These committees have stopped. Got to be former ads and presidents of universities. I agree. I'm with you on that. Like. I'll make a baseball analogy. Harold Baines just got into the Hall of Fame. Do you know why he got into the Hall of Fame? And I love Harold Baines. Now, nobody with his numbers has never been in the Hall of, has never not made the Hall of Fame. Because half the guys on that roster, half the guys on the committee that voted him in were people that he either played for, Tony LaRusa with the White Sox, or people he worked oh, for in the business. I brought that up because I was watching MLB Network and Tony LaRusa was chewing Tris Russo's ass this morning. Oh, right. about hating on Harold Baines? Oh, oh, he got he he was tearing he was ripping Chris Russo a new one this morning. So what, he, what he, the, he straight up he straight up told Chris Russo he's like, let me ask you something, Chris. He said, who do you think knows more about the game of baseball? Somebody that's coached five thousand games or or these writers? 
I think that's a good point. You know what? We're going to ditch my next topic real quick because it's about Curry talking about we never went to the moon. We're still going to talk about that because this is my show and I like to talk about conspiracy theories. <laughs> Steph Curry doesn't think we went to the moon. You And I didn't realize this till today. There is nobody with Harold Baines' numbers that's not in the Hall of Fame. Now, whether that's right or wrong, Harold Baines never finished top I, nine. I'm not going to say that he should have been in, but I'm not going to say he shouldn't because he was right on that borderline. He never got more than 7% of the vote. I know. Now, now the voting is got, by writers, which is you good. But you got to think. You got to think who all he had to go up against that was going for into the Hall of Fame the years that he was getting voted. So is Edgar Martinez a Hall of Famer then? Because we I, can do I, this. I, this, I, this, I, is, I, this is I, our I, show now. See, this that, is, that's hard to say because... Edgar was so good for so long. He was a great offensive player, but... Is Ozzy Smith a Hall of Famer? I don't... I, mm. Is Omar Vizquel a Hall of Famer? Yes. Why? Stiller on defense. Multiple, multiple Gold Glove winner. He, he couldn't hit he the fun- broadside of a barn with a baseball bat. And I, dude, he played for my Indians. I love Omar Vizquel. I get it. Like this, see, this is what I want to talk about. Baseball and baseball voting is very inconsistent. Can we agree on that? Oh, absolutely. I don't give a damn if Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens use steroids. When when I was growing up, Barry Bonds was the greatest baseball player that I had, and I saw him in person five times. I, I think it's ridiculous. It took so long to get Mike Piazza in. I always thought Piazza is a Hall of Famer. Like you saw his rookie year, you were like that. He should have been first ballot. So what about Arod? And I know you no. have feelings about Arod. He should not. He belongs nowhere near it. Why? Admitted juicer. Admitted juicer. How much is juicing really? The, dude, A Rod coming into the major leagues when he was with Seattle, if not he Texas. He wouldn't have screwed himself and started doing that crap. He would have been in so the Hall of Famer. So then, how was Barry Bonds a Hall of Famer? Because Bonds was a Hall of Famer before the steroids. We have gone way off topic, but that's why I brought you in because I wasn't trying to carry a show. Okay. So we have six, five minutes to talk about the moon. Talk about the moon. I didn't hear anything about that. Oh, Steph Curry. He says now he was joking. Steph Curry doesn't think we went to the moon. What do you think? You think we went to the moon? I think he's been hanging around Kyrie in this flat earth analogy too long. I was hoping you were going to say that. Here's the thing, bro. Flags don't wave in space. That's my only argument about Like, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I don't know if we went to the moon. I don't care. Because here's my thing. Why would somebody lie about going to the moon? Like, it's not like they went to the moon and, like, found gold and, like, you changed everybody's lives. It's like, we went to the moon. We didn't go to the moon. I don't give a damn. Me and you are never going to be in a spaceship. You know why? Because we're poor. And poor people don't go to the moon. That was really smart. Poor, poor people don't do a whole lot of things. I had that as like an eight-minute segment. I have no idea how I was going to make that last eight minutes. Okay, do you believe that dinosaurs existed? Uh, yeah. Why? They have proof. No, they have fossils, and they just put bones together. It's like it's kind of like a, a jigsaw puzzle. I could take a bunch of bones. Okay, let me ask you a question. Why does a T-Rex like eight feet tall with arms, and I wish we were on TV with like really short arms? There's certain things that male dinosaurs can't do with short arms like that, if you get my drift. You know what I'm trying to say. Yes, I know what you're trying to say. I'm saying they can't play golf, people. Mm. Yeah, they definitely can't swing a stick. Yes, exactly. Dude, I was listening to Bamani Jones' show earlier today, and they tried to get him to endorse a product that you could rub your testicles with that would make your balls cool in the summer. He said testicles. You know what he said to them? I'm not putting my brand anywhere near your balls. And he said that on ESPN Radio so we can get away with it. That was dope. (laughs) He's like, I'm not putting my brand anywhere near your balls. So, we are going to talk about some more sports here in a minute, but we are going to go ahead and take a quick three to five minute break. This has been the Jesse James Show featuring 
the villain from Kicker and the Outlaw. And we will be back after these messages from your 12-ounce station. We are back on 12-ounce sports radio. This is the Jesse James Show featuring my homeboy from the Kicker and the Outlaw. His name is the... Villain. The Villain. Thank God we are not talking about the AFC South. So, we're going to get into the second segment of our show. We have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers, who nobody in L.A. claims. But this game is in Kansas City, and it is tomorrow night. What are your thoughts on this game? I think it has potential to be as good as the Chiefs and Rams game. I think so. I think this. I think people are really sleeping on the Chargers this year. Absolutely. Well, okay. Let me say it this way. It's it's weird because they're slept on, but they're not slept on because if you remember early in this year, there were a whole lot of people picking them as Super Bowl favorites. Well, they've also been picking the Chargers for the past like three or four years to be Super Bowl favorites, and they've always disappointed. They were heavily, heavily like picked to do a lot this year. So, in a way, they're kind of being slept on, but in a way, they're kind of living up to what a lot of people were saying that they would. So, they're kind of, to me, they're kind of stuck in that medium where they're they're exceeding expectations, but they're kind of living up to expectations. Is it more the fact that they're in L.A.? L.A. didn't really want them. The Raiders are in Oakland. And then the Rams are with Sean McVay are just so explosive that everyone's kind of just forgot about them. People forget that Phillip Rivers is a borderline... I don't think he's... I mean, he's a borderline Hall of Famer. I think he's a Hall of Famer. The numbers speak for themselves. You want to know what people are forgetting? What's that? And all of this right now? The fact that Melvin Gordon's hurt. Yeah, but I think he's coming back. I thought he was out for the year. No, I think he. I don't think he's out for the year. I think he's. They're optimistic he's going to be back before the end of the regular season. He has an. He, he has an. He has an ankle injury, so he doesn't have like one of the ACLs or any of those kind of injuries. It's going to be big. Proceeding is going to be really big for them. Come playoff time, because if they don't get a home game, they could be in trouble. Did you see what they did against Pittsburgh? Yeah, but I think Pittsburgh didn't have their starting running back. And do, are we are we are we are we going to go into to like all the problems in Pittsburgh right now? Do we want to do that? No. So I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I mean, it's there's a there's a lot of things wrong with Pittsburgh. I think y'all are going to make the playoffs, but I think y'all are going to be a first round exit. See. We went 13-3 and last year and we're a first-round exit. I think this team can mess around and go to the AFC Championship game. I don't, Super Bowl is out of the question at this point. <laughs> now, not based on lack of talent. Yeah. The defense was playing really well, and then it just kind of fell up. This all started when we played Denver. We played Denver, and dude ran to the goal line and fumbled the ball out of the end zone. And, like, that's a touchdown, like, right there, like, I wish that had been Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald would have stiff-armed that dude and, like, jumped over him, and he might have jumped out of the back of the end zone. He's a superhero. But, and then James Conner runs for 30 yards and fumbles the football, and boom, it's like, and then, dude, that Patrick Lindsay dude is so annoying. I can't stand that dude. But if I was five foot eleven and a running back in the NFL and I had instant success, I'd probably be a little bit of an a-hole, too. Well, too, not only is he having instant success, he's having instant success on a team that's his hometown team. Really? Played for Colorado. I had no idea. See, this is why David's here today. To give us this kind of information so I don't sound like an idiot on the radio. He was kind of one of my... In the draft last year, he was kind of one of those sleeper running backs that I was kind of looking at late. I was like, hmm... Maybe if we need a little quick back, 
maybe. But then we signed Dion Lewis, so I was like, well, never mind. So, what are your thoughts on this LA-Kansas City game? It's in Kansas City on a Thursday night. The Chargers and the Chiefs are both coming off of wins. I think Kansas City's going to win. I think it'll be a close game. I think it's going to be just like it was with the Rams game. Like I said, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and it's going to be whoever has the ball towards the end of the game and makes the least amount of turnovers. And by the way, y'all should listen to what this man says because I was listening to the replay of our show on Thursday. And you, like, the... I didn't record the second half of the show. That's my fault. But all the games that we picked in the first half, you got them dead on. You picked the Jets over the Bills. You picked... Did the Browns win this week? Yes. Yeah, you picked the Browns. Not by two touchdowns, but... No, they, they didn't do what I thought they were going to do. But you you picked every single game right in that first half slate of games. And, and, of course, the, and you got really, really, really close on the Tennessee... Jacksonville game. You know what's ironic? I said thirty-one to six, and it ended up thirty to nine. I was actually going to say thirty-one to nine, and I was like, "Crap, man! I was so close." If it would, I would. You know how I would have been? I'd even had our score dead on had our idiot kicker not freaking missed an extra point. I had the nine right for Jacksonville, but just in the wrong fashion because I said Josh Lambeau would kick three field goals and they had a touchdown and a safety. My kicker kicker missed the extra point and I was going to say nine instead of six. So so technically in my brain and on the field, the things that didn't actually happen the way they should uh, almost had it dead on. So what is your score prediction for Kansas City Actually, we're going to cover, we might cover this tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to cover all the games. But you know what? This is my radio show and I can do what the hell I want. 45-38, Kansas City. You think it's going to be that explosive? I do. I think... I think Phillip Rivers goes for over 350 yards. I think he does too and I think this game's going to be 31-28. I think it's going to be another one of those games. It's going to be a gunslinger game, just like it was with Mahomes. I agree with you, but I I think Mahomes is going to commit two turnovers in this game, and I think they'll still win, but... He committed a lot of turnovers. Like, how many turnovers did he make in that Rams game, and they almost won that game. What I saw from the... Here's the only kicker. The only kicker. Like I said that. Uh... Oh, kicker and the outlaw. Yeah, look at him. The thing is that the Chargers actually have a legit defense. That's the biggest difference between the Chargers and Chiefs and the Chargers, or the Chargers and Chiefs and the uh, Rams and Chiefs. Like, the Rams have a good defense when they show up. the, The Chargers have had a good defense all year long. Who's had a good defense? The Chargers. Oh, they said the Chiefs. I'm like, no, they have yeah, not. <laughs> the Chargers have had a good team, good defense all year long. It's, I keep wanting to call them San Diego. <laughs> if the Chargers win this game, I think they win the division. Oh, I think they already got the division one anyway. Who? The Chargers. Even if they lose this game? Mm-hmm. No, they'll be two games back because they'll have been swept by Kansas City. Oh, that's right. Because they'll be 10 and 4. I thought that they had an extra game against them. No, they'll be 10 and 4, and then the Chiefs will be 12 and 2. What you laughing at? I respect the kicker. Mm-hmm. Ian, you ain't no damn kicker. You're, you're worse than a kicker. You a retired kicker. If they lose, it's over. He's right. Me, me and Ian actually brought this up on Tuesday. Yeah, you're right. I, I was thinking for some reason that they had another game. They didn't play him before. Like, I don't know why. So, would you like to hear a crazy news story? So, there is a woman who is a Jack Sparrow impersonator. And she got really deep into some spirituality. And she married a 300-year-old dead pirate. Oh, I heard about that. You heard about this? How am I just now hearing about this? And so, and then, well, the news broke that she divorced him, and the quote was... Then I seen somebody say, you did, you did, did, uh, 
somebody on Twitter I saw that said, I guess you could say that she got ghosted. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> so since I'm actually recording this segment, I'm going to bring up a new story that we brought up before. There was a guy in Texarkana, Arkansas that hijacked a plane to go to a rap concert. We're going to flip this on the 12-ounce sports people. David, what concert would it take you to hijack an airplane to go to? I wouldn't because one, I'm you afraid can't. to hide. <laughs> and two, I can't fly a plane. Okay, so I'm going to flip and, it on you one more th- time. And, th- and three, there's nobody that's that important. So, if you weren't scared of heights, and you could fly a plane, because this guy obviously couldn't do either. Because I, I, I brought this up on the show last night, and I was saying, I have so many questions. Question number one, how did he get to, into the airplane? Question number two, if you get into the airplane, does he know how to lift the plane off of the ground? Question number three, if he gets the plane off of the ground, does he know the route to get to the airport? Question number four. If he gets the plane to the airport, does he know how to land the airplane? And question number five. How the hell are you going to get through customs or security into the rap concert when they have realized you have hijacked an airplane to go to? I wish I knew the artist. Okay, so it was going to if a rap somebody's dumb enough to steal a, a, a freaking airplane to go to a rap concert it had to have been a little pump concert it had to be a mumble rapper it had to be a mumble rapper it had to be little it pump little zan uh little skirt skirt scott uh-huh, travis scott's got like a really good album out this year what might people I'm tell just, me i'm just saying that, that that would be the outlier what if it was a wale concert we're not about to do no Wale slander on this show. No, no, I'm not slandering Wale. I love Wale, but what if the guy hijacked the plane if, if you hijacked to a Wale concert at a WWE event? That's just too far. <laughs> That's just too far. Now, now, if you're hijacking airplanes to go to a rap concert, you'd best be, you best damn be going to Jay, either Jay Z or or Nas or or, or uh, Kanye or something. What if it was a Jay-Z and a Nas concert? What if it was Jay-Z, Nas, Eminem, and Lil Xan? <laughs> or a homeboy, J-I-M. Follow him on Twitter. I would not hijack a plane to go see Ricky rap. I'm just saying. No, hell no. I wouldn't hijack a donkey to go see him rap. And I like, that's my boy. <laughs> Have you ever tried to ride a donkey? I almost got drunk enough to ride a goat in Africa. I'll tell you that story off air sometime. It's not really a story. It's made that up. Oh, so we work at a restaurant called Slim and Shorties. And I have devised a hip-hop bracket. And so I would like to announce that in the very near future, one of our co-workers from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Grady Grant, will be appearing on my show to discuss my hip-hop bracket. He saw my bracket and he wants to make some amends to it. Do you think Grady is qualified to make amends to a hip hop bracket? Oh yeah. Oh, I, I would agree absolutely. I don't know about that guy Nick in there. And, and if you hear any whining, that's my dogs because all of a sudden they love me now. Even there's like nine people in my living room. I think they're all outside. Oh, maybe they're all outside. Well, you know, screw me. That's cool. Um, NBA. What are your thoughts on the NBA season so far? Ah, damn. Absolutely loving it, actually, because there's so much parity in the league right now. Are you saying that because the Mavericks are actually in playoff contention? It helps, but that's not all of it. Literally every team in the West, especially in the West. Oh, the West is so deep, dude. Everybody in the West is in contention, except the Suns. The Suns are like... I was trying to think of another team not in contention. Literally... like the sun, the Phoenix Suns are literally in the. There is literally five teams out of contention right now: the Nets, the Cavs, the Knicks, and the Suns. And, oh, and the Bulls, and the Bulls. The Bulls are so terrible. Did you? Oh, oh my goodness! I want to talk to you about this. Did you hear about the Bulls story that came out about like when they lost by fifty-six and they had an interim coach and 
he was threatening them with a two and a half hour practice and the players like were threatening the mutiny. <laughs> Dude, I'm not making this up. This is a real thing. Like, Talk about dysfunctional, Jesus. So they fired Fred Hoiberg, which I've been trying to tell you he was not an NBA coach. I knew that. Bill Platt, you won up at Arkansas. He's a good college coach. No. Yes. Let me let me tell you. Don't look at what he did at Iowa State. Oh, but last year Iowa State, he was a four seed and lost to a thirteen seed in the first round. Let me tell you why. Bill Plasky was at the game and he said he's never seen a team. Tony Bennett was a number one seed at Virginia and lost to a sixteen seed. But Tony Bennett is in charge. Bill Plasky was at that game and he and he told Bamani Jones and I know that you don't like them guys, but whatever. He told him he had never seen a team that was run by the players as much as that guy. I am. I'm off on Frank Hoiberg. Now, Tony Bennett? I'll take Billy Donovan. I think Billy Donovan is in charge. That's I just, who I really want. Billy Donovan would be great at Arkansas. He won't come there because you Here's don't... That's my thing. You don't go from Florida to Oklahoma City to Arkansas. Though we do have a national championship, and we and we were a top 15 program for 15 Nick years. Nick went from LSU to Miami to... To Alabama. So he went from LSU to the pros. Yes. That's a step up. Yeah, that's then the he tra- came back to college and went to Alabama. To a bigger program. Donovan's Alabama, not going to go Alabama from... Alabama wasn't Alabama that we know now. But there's... For, the, a, they, for a very long time. They still had historical significance. We have historical significance. Because of Nolan? And because of Sutton. And because of Mike Anderson. Anyway. <laughs> I tried to bait you. I tried to bait him so bad he did not take the bait. That's my guy right there. Shout out to Ian. If you're listening to this, like, tell me some you're good things gonna, about Mike Anderson. You're not going to bait me anymore because I'm just absolutely done with that program. If you win, cool. If you don't, cool. I really don't care. Go Heels. Speaking of your Heels, when are y'all going to fire Roy Williams? Never. Why not? Whenever he, whenever he's walking around, poking around on a freaking uh, handicap wheelchair. Oh, I thought you were gonna say something totally different. I was like, well, we're getting fired. So NBA, back to the NBA. Who's the MVP right now? You know they're giving it to LeBron this year. Probably. But who but is the MVP? It's hard to say one because the, nobody. It's so up and down. Especially if it's somebody in the West not named LeBron. Like, it's so much, like, there's nobody that's helped their team just pull away from everybody. Yeah, that's a super good point. This might be the year that you see... The tightest MVP race of all time, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Is Giannis... If 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 the NBA don't screw it up by gift wrapping it to LeBron again... Gift wrapping what to LeBron? The MVP. If they don't Wait a minute. Whoa, I'm whoa, say, whoa. I'm not, not saying that he shouldn't win it. No, I'm saying when I'm have they ever gift wrapped him the MVP? If he earns it, then it's cool. Cool. If he earns it. When did they ever gift wrap him the MVP? Dude, he should have won it the year that Derrick Rose won it. LeBron should have six he MVPs. He gets it because of the Golden Boy thing. No, LeBron got it because he was the best player in the Miami Heat for two years. Here's my point. If they don't give it to LeBron, this has potential to be, like you said, the closest MVP race ever. Now we're having a conversation, yes. Because I'm not saying LeBron should win it. I mean, he ain't, do he play for the uh, – you see the C on my hat, right? I mean, air quotes and all that radio, you know, they can't see that. No, like, I think LeBron has earned all four of his MVPs, and I think he and should have five. Look at all the people that, the, that are candidates for MVP and have, what they're putting up this year. You got KD doing what he's doing, LeBron doing what he's doing, Giannis Fuck doing KD. what he's doing. I just curse on the radio. Uh, Giannis? You have Kyrie doing what he's doing. Kyrie started off slow. I, I, but here's the thing. I think it's... There's there's someone no you're, one's talking about I, as an MVP. Kawhi that. Leonard. Why is he not in the MVP talk? You're not going to believe what I'm... Yes, I agree. He should be too. You're not going to believe what I'm going to say though. Don't say what Russell Westbrook. Please don't say Russell Westbrook. Because he's been balling lately. No. And don't say Doncic. I am going to say Doncic. He can't be the MVP. He's a rookie. And? And, okay. Did they not almost give Ben Simmons their MVP last year? No. They, almost, they, didn't, they barely gave him Rookie of the Year over Donovan Mitchell. 
There was some year, there was one year I remember some rookie almost won MVP too. <laughs> LeBron. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. Because I know there was a year where there was a rookie that really blew it away that they almost gave the MVP to. If anybody out there is listening and you can think of it, shoot the show I message or something because I'm I'm drawing a blank but I remember something like that I'm getting a whole bunch of notifications and I don't know what one of my pages are on um I think Giannis is an MVP candidate I think that Kawhi should definitely be an MVP candidate I think DeRozan should be I have a dark horse for you and you're gonna laugh me off the show and he's not gonna get it if the Philadelphia 76ers finish top two in the East, Jimmy Butler. I can agree with that. Because that team has been so much better with Jimmy Butler. I can agree with that. Now, here's the crazy thing about that. Minnesota has been really good since they got rid of Jimmy Butler, too. Yes, sure. Maybe it's because all them damn millennials are like, oh, Jimmy Butler's not going to beat us up after practice anymore. Like, oh, we... it's like, thank God we got this old man off the roster. Now we can play the way we want to play. And by the way, I'm going to make a public service announcement real quick. The Dallas Mavericks are my second favorite team in the NBA. So whenever y'all think I'm trashing the Dallas Mavericks fans, all you at me at Twitter's, I love the Mavericks. Dirk Nowitzki is my second favorite player of all time behind LeBron because we're from the same city. And, and I actually you, rooted for the Mavericks against the Heat when LeBron first went there. And this should tell you the type of fan that I am. I was somebody that was not by any means for Luka Doncic. And I'm sitting here right now calling for him being an MVP candidate. So do you so think... So what does that tell you? That tells me that you think y'all should trade DSJ. I do think we should trade Dennis Smith. Now, would you trade him for a traditional point guard? Pass first point guard. Here's my thing. I love DSJ. Okay, let me explain to this, because this has been a thing that people have jumped on me about really badly. It's not me... Wanting DSJ gone. It's not me giving up on him. It's the fit. It's the fit and the polar opposites of what him and Luca are together. Like, it just doesn't fit. It, he, you've got Dennis Smith, who plays like a smaller version of Westbrook, where he isn't a, he isn't a spot-up shooter. He's very, very athletic. He He's best whenever he's going to the rim to score. And then you have Luca, who does everything. He can rebound, pass, shoot. He can do all that off-ball stuff. Dennis Smith Jr. can't do that. Oh, he's getting better. Yes, his stats are... Statistically, he's better than last year with it. But he's not a spot-up shooter. He's not. He's not. Now, now, I'm not saying we have to directly trade him for a point guard. You can't have Berea start. Brunson's played very well for us. Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson's. I would. I would feel. Where good. Where did he come out of college? Villanova. Loved him in college. Wasn't he the player of the year? People said I was crazy when I called that he was going to be the player of the year. <laughs> I also, I don't know, I said, I said, uh, the Bridges guy from Villanova. Yeah, Michael Bridges. Yeah. That you try to tell me what the Michigan State. He has been really, really solid for us. He, he's a solid little basketball player, dude. I think he's a long time starting point guard, no. But I think if we were to commit to making that trade and getting say a first round pick and maybe another young player or something get, just get something for him that gets a better fit I think it could, I think Jalen Brunson could hold the fort down at point guard until we find it I had a crazy idea and you're going to hate me for this what if y'all got Lonzo Ball hell no let me, let me tell you why hell no no listen hell listen hell listen no. listen I don't need to listen that's a hell no listen Lonzo Ball is best when he's rebounding, and he's a phenomenal passer. 
you would have a point guard that would never shoot. That would open up Doncic. Now, you'd have to get rid of Wesley Matthews because you have to have another shooter with Lonzo. Lonzo is a great point guard if he doesn't have to shoot. I do not want any part of his bum ass and, and, his, and his daddy's No, 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 no. I don't think Lonzo's bum. Lonzo's put on a lot of weight, and Lonzo will get a triple-double every night on, like, 10, 11, and 10 assists in the right system. That's the only reason I said Lonzo would... Do you not think Carlisle could turn Lonzo into a Jason Kidd? That's a comparison out of college. The ego. problem is the Lakers. Luke, Lonzo, Lonzo don't have an ego. Not now. You don't think Lonzo wants to get away from LeBron? Oh, now I'm pitting two guys you don't like against each other. See what I'm doing here? I think Lonzo would be great with the Mavs because I think Carlisle, because you have Carlisle, any other coach, no. Lonzo and Lonzo crashes the, the one, boards. The and one he, and only case that I could make for him going... Dallas. If his daddy his, gets extradited to Lithuania forever. <laughs> well, one is that Carlisle mandates that he is pass only. Pass only and rebound only. You do not shoot the ball unless you absolutely have to. And I think Lonzo wants to be that player. I think the Lakers are and making two, him shoot. And two, number two, any ball family members are Extradited from the barred from the facilities unless you pay as a spectator. But you gonna let Mark Cuban come to the? Oh, he do on the he team. He owns though. the damn team. <laughs> what the hell? You gonna let Jerry Jones come to the arena? Bro. Hold on. We are coming up on one minute left in the show. This has been the Jesse James show with the villain. Man, we gonna have to get us a outlaw and the villain show at some point. But we you know we do that every week, and you know if we can get that situated you know we'll start calling it that when we do a show together the outlaw and the villain hey tomorrow at one o'clock central time or one o'clock p.m central time two o'clock p.m eastern time it'll be the kicker and the outlaw but tomorrow it'll be the outlaw and the villain on 12 ounce sports radio and we will be covering all the nfl games that are coming up and i'm sure we'll get in some more crazy talk it has been great with you guys Thank you, guys. We are out. Villain, any more words? Adios.